You're now listening to Locked On 76ers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today, we're going to be discussing all things trade deadline, James Harden, and the Sixers. Let's get into it. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome into Locked On 76ers. Thank you so much for making us your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. I'm uh, half of your host for this, uh, this episode today, Kai Carlin of Sixers Wire, joined by the OG Keith Pompey of the Philadelphia Inquirer. Keith, what's up, man? What's popping? What's up, young buck? Hey, man. Uh, we got a lot to get into. Uh, it's trade deadline day, uh, and, and the Sixers will be at the forefront of every single trade discussion possibly out there as they have the biggest domino yet to fall in the form of Ben Simmons. We all know that they want James Harden from the Brooklyn Nets, uh, so we're going to discuss how much the Sixers should give up to get Harden. We're also going to discuss whether a deal gets done now or in the offseason and if a deal doesn't happen, we're going to do di- we're going to discuss how far the Sixers can possibly go uh, with this current roster. So let's get into this, Keith. You reported that Matisse Thibel could be included in uh, these James Harden talks, right? Now, obviously, we know the Nets aren't just going to trade James Harden just for Ben uh, because of how good Harden is and how important he is to Brooklyn's plans. So uh, I'm curious what you think if if you're Daryl Morey and the Nets were like, hey we want Matisse Thibel, would you include Matisse in that deal? I don't think so. I mean, I, 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 no, I wouldn't do it at all because, uh, you know, I look at it right now, and, and according to the sources I talk to, and it's weird, and I, I looked some stuff up too, um, the sources I talked to said Ben Matisse, um, now again, this is what Brooklyn would prefer, Ben Matisse, Steph, and a first-round pick. You know, you I mean talked Seth? to – Seth, yeah, son-in-law. Let's say son-in-law. <laughs> so, so Seth in the first-round pick. Now, I talked to somebody from, from you know, a, a person close to the Sixers. They denied it, whatever, you know, this and that. Um, but then I looked and I saw where um, there was a report earlier where Brooklyn said they wanted Joel. I mean, excuse me, not Joel. They wanted Ben, but they weren't going to do a deal unless you added Seth in there. So that made it seem like, all right, and it's a reputable person. So it made it seem like the stuff that I had, which multiple sources said, you know, it's true. I think that they want Seth and they also want a young t- a piece in there. The Sixers aren't willing to give up a young piece. I don't like that trade for the Sixers. And, and here's my reason why. So you have a guy like Kevin Durant, who is a bucket. You have Kyrie, who's a bucket. Then you have Ben and Matisse, who are very good defenders. I mean, that team is going to be loaded with those guys, right? They're going to be loaded. And then you have Seth, who can bury threes. So, no, I don't like that at all, at all for the 76 Yeah, I wouldn't do it either. Uh, like, I just I feel like that's a bit too much. Again, especially – and the thing that makes it so tricky, and, you know, I've touched on this a couple times on the podcast, like you're, you're dealing with an in-division rival. 
you, you know, this is a team you're going to be facing four times a year and, and you're probably going to face them in the playoffs. So you're telling me right now that you're going to give this in-division rival an, an elite defender in Ben Simmons, another elite defender in Matisse Thibel, and a sharpshooter in Seth Curry, and you're going to put that with Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and Brooklyn probably bringing Joe Harris back either this season or next season, um, depending on what happens with his injury. And, and, and you're going to tell me you're okay with that. I, I just, I, I don't believe that the Sixers would, would do that. And this is why, and this is another reason why I've always said this a couple of times. I'd wait till the off season, Keith. I don't know. I mean, we'll get into that later, but it just, that, that seems like way too much. Like if I'm the Sixers, um, I would, I would do Ben, uh, you know, I'd give him some draft picks, you know, whatever. And, you know, I would, it's tough because I don't know if, I don't know if Isaiah Joe or Paul Reed get the job done or, or Furkan Korkmaz or any of those guys. So this is why like getting a deal done now kind of makes things a bit complicated. Nah, you're not. Yeah, it does. And like, now nah, those guys don't get it done. Maybe like if you throw in Danny Green or something like that, but right. you know, he's been struggling a lot lately. Um, but you know, maybe, but nah, I mean, the thing is, it's kind of like, you know, it's one of those things you don't want to mortgage your, your team, so to speak. I don't know if it's Joel Embiid and and uh, and Beard James Harden could beat the, that team, a loaded team like that. And like, let's face it, that's why the Sixers have been adamant saying they're not going to give up their young players, and that they they're content with waiting into the summer. So I feel like a lot of action is going to happen tomorrow. And also, you know, there's certain things where the Sixers are. All these names are coming out with all these Sixers players. So, you know, if something doesn't happen, it's going to disrupt a lot of these guys because they're going to be like, wow, they were trying to trade me. You know, as Doc told us before, it's one of those things where you never, like, the other team wants you. They want to take you in, but you never take it that way. Right. You always take it that the team that got rid of you wanted to trade you. So I think in a way, everyone wants to – hush up these talks. They don't want it out there because if Matisse Thibel is left, if Seth Curry is left and they know that teams were trying to trade them or they were involved in talks, they don't want to deal with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's exactly right. Because that could disrupt chemistry. Like all of a sudden you're, you're, you're going to be, dis- you're dealing with some, uh, some disgruntled players who believe that the Sixers didn't want them. And they believe that, um, you know, that they're going to come back here and they're going to be coming back to a tough situation where it's like, why should I give my all when you guys already, you guys already tried to trade me. So it's like, so it's like, like, why, why should I give it my all? Because who knows when you'll be trying to trade me again. Now, um, just, I, I feel like, like, I understand what Doc is saying because, you, you know, you, you should totally be looking at it as like, wow, this team really wants me, but it, it doesn't work out that way. These guys, you know, they all have egos. Um, they're all NBA players or professional athletes. And, you know, at the end of the day, they're, they're going to look at it a specific way. So it, it just, and this is why the situation is so tough because who even knows if they try to move these guys again in the off season to try to get a hardened deal done. So like, I feel like that this could disrupt some some things and and Keith all season long we've heard about how great the chemistry is here so that's tough yeah that'll be yeah it's gonna be tough but you know it's like 
I don't know. I think, like you said, that I mean, we said before that wall in, and you got to make sure it works. I'm pretty sure Hart and MB get along, and some of these other guys here probably won't be here. Right. You know what I mean? So that's going to be the different part. So it's just right about now, it's like, what you said is a valid point, but I think from the Sixers standpoint, there's only one guy who they care that he gets along with, and that one person is MB. Yeah. Uh, I mean, agreed. As long as Joel and Beard get along, they are not going to care about anybody else. And, 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 you know, Joel's mentioned it a couple of times. Joel was like, dude, this is, this is business. You know, this is, um, this is a business. It's the way basketball goes. I'm pretty sure all my teammates understand that. And, you know, blah, blah, blah. You, you know, like he, he's mentioned that a couple of times and, you know, Joel even brought up, he was like, what if the Warriors called them up and said, yo, we'll offer you Steph clay and two picks or Joel. Oh, I, I would totally do that. If I was a Sixers, you know, I would send me to Golden state. So, uh, do do you feel like maybe Joel is telling that to his teammates? So like like be like, yo, you guys got to. Nah, you can't tell that to. I mean, he if, if if he does, I wouldn't want to hear it. I mean, think about it. Like you're the max player, you're the franchise player. You got to, you know, you got uh, you you got your weight. You got 198 million dollars waiting for you. Right. And you're going to tell a dude saying, hey, don't worry about it. I could be traded too. And like you know what I mean. So right. Like, and I, yeah, if somebody said that to me, I, I just I don't know how I would take it. Like, I'll be honest with you just because yeah. and I know he means well, but it's kind of like, Joel, no one on the Sixers have the same situation as Joel Embiid. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, it's just it's it's hard. You know, the trade deadline is a, is a tough day for everybody involved, but especially for the Sixers, just because of how weird and unique their situation really has been considering what, what's been going on with Ben Simmons. Coming up next, we're going to discuss whether the Sixers should get it done now or if a deal gets done now today at, uh, on deadline day or they wait for the offseason to see if they can bring in Harden that way. But first, we're going to hear from Bet Online. There might be less football being played, but BetOnline.net has way more odds and info for this playoff season. From scores, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline is the number one spot for all things NFL betting in 2022. And it's not just football. BetOnline.net's basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC odds coverage is the best in the business. From sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, BetOnline is your number one wagering destination. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. BetOnline, where the game starts. Thank you for making Locked On 76ers your first listen. The NBA trade deadline is Thursday, February 10th at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, and Locked On NBA will be covering it live from 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. Join Kim Becker, John Corrales, Locked On Fantasy Basketball host Josh Lloyd, and NBA veteran Antonio Daniels and get analysis of every blockbuster move. Subscribe to Locked On NBA YouTube and turn your notifications on so you know when they go live. Okay, Keith. So we kind of broke down different pieces the Sixers could include. We broke down different scenarios. We broke down different, you know, possible situations that could arise if a deal doesn't get moved or a deal doesn't happen, I, I should say. So let's just kind of talk about it now. Like, do you, in, in your gut and everything that you know, all the intel that you've gathered, does a deal get done today before three o'clock? I mean, I don't think so. I mean, it could, but the reason why I'm saying I don't think so is just because, um, like, I don't think the Sixers, the Sixers are confident from what I hear that they can get him this offseason without, you know, without adding extra pieces or young pieces. Now, I think that, so with that being 
said, I think that that's what they prefer. Now, again, if if, if uh, Brooklyn says, hey, we don't want that, then yeah, it's going to happen probably. But I don't, I don't see it. And also, not only that, Brooklyn doesn't want to basically give up on the season either. You know, they think um, Harden's coming back. Maybe Kyrie will get, you know, they would change the rules, so to speak, and he'll be able to play all the games. So I don't think, with that being said, I don't think, like, you know, they're, it, it, a deal is going to get done. I, I could be wrong, but I don't think. Yeah, I don't think a deal gets done either. I think I think they've only played 16 games together, Durant, Irving, and Harden, which is crazy to think about. But I'm pretty sure they're like a ridiculous 14-2 and two or 13-3 and three within those 16 games or something like that. And then when you look even at the 2021 playoffs, um, they blew through Boston. And then against Milwaukee, Harden – only played some of game one and they destroyed the Bucks, and then they beat the Bucks in game two, destroyed them pretty easily and Harden didn't even play at all. And then they almost end up winning that series with just Durant. So the yeah. way I see it is if I'm the, if I'm the Nets, I'm looking at this situation and I'm like, dude, we almost won with just KD last year. You know, we can totally get it done this year um, with you, Kyrie and KD and everybody coming back. So, and then you just brought up the, the Kyrie Irving thing the New York governor and like lifted the vaccine and the, the mask mandate in the state of New York recently. Now, granted, that doesn't mean a thing for New York city. New York city can of course keep their mandates, which I'm hearing that they, I saw that um, they will, but again, things can change like that sound that I keep hearing from New York reporters that, you know, things could change over the course of the next couple of months leading into the playoffs. And if it does Keith, then yeah, Brooklyn to me would have to be the overwhelming favorite to win the title if all three of those dudes can play on the floor together. I agree. I agree. And that's the tough part. Like, you know, they want to win a championship. Now, again, it's up to him, though, on how he acts. But they want to win a championship. And then, like, let's let's try to see how it, it goes. But, again, if, if the Sixers are going to take James Harden off of you, and I don't think they will for the asking price for Matisse and uh, – you know, uh, Seth and, and, and a pick and Ben, nah. Like, I mean, I would do that in a heartbeat if I'm Brooklyn, but I, I that's not coming. I don't think that's coming. Yeah, it's just, it's not. And and it's, um, and, and that's why, that's why I, I say my gut tells me that this doesn't get, excuse me, this doesn't get done until the off season. I know everybody has been reading in, into every single report and, and, you know, I get it, but I, I don't, I don't believe that this gets done over the next couple of hours, just because again, like, like you said, Keith, if, if you're Philadelphia and you give them Ben and Matisse, who, who's going to pick, who's going to, who's their best perimeter defender at that point, Danny green. So you're going to have to rely on Danny to stop any of these perimeter guys out there. And, you know, Tyrese, we all know Tyrese is improving. He's a good young guard. He's improving, but Tyrese isn't a great defender right now either. So you're looking at it from a standpoint of, Sure, we have James Harden. Sure, we have Joel Embiid. And those two are going to really do – those two are going to do some great things on the offensive end of the floor just because of how dominant they both can be scoring the ball from every which way. But defensively, the Sixers will suffer, and Joel can only make up for so many mistakes, right? You're going to be looking at it, and you're like – it's just they're not going to have anybody to defend the perimeter without – you know, Matisse, and, and then obviously they haven't had Ben all year, but if you're going to make Danny Green your best perimeter defender, you know, you, you're you in absolute trouble no matter what. 
Yeah, it's going to be tough. It will be tough. So, you know, it, it would be uh, tough. That's why, you know, I, I think it's, it's best, you know, to wait. You know what I mean? I think so. And again, there's probably some other packages that they're asking for that we don't, we're not privy to, you know, but at the same time, that's, that's giving up a lot, you know? Yeah. It's giving up a lot. And I've always said that like James Harden and Joel, like, like those two are going to be, you know, an elite offensive force. Just, you never know about the defense with that group. Just there'll be a lot to kind of figure out. And, you know, even as they move forward, if, if you wait for the off season and we touched on this in the last episode, but I feel like it would be tough, but you could totally get something going in, in the off season to just get hardened for free. You know, you could, you can dump Ben on onto a, a team out West that has a ton of caps race. We discussed Portland. We discussed Oklahoma city a little bit. Um, even a, one of the lesser East teams that could, that like really aren't going anywhere anytime soon, like the Orlando magic or the Detroit Pistons or something like that. Though those are teams that will have a ton of cap space and you could do the same thing with Tobias Harris. And all of a sudden, Keith, you have a huge max slot to sign James mm-hmm. Harden, who's going to be a, a, a potentially an unrestricted free agent this off season. Um, and then even if he opts into the deal, he could again, still force his way to Philadelphia. You know, we, we saw it with the Chris Paul thing when, when Paul opted in with the Clippers and then kind of forced his way to Houston um, a couple of years ago. Um, so th- this isn't anything new. It just, I feel like, again, like there, there are just easier ways to do it if you can stay patient and wait for the offseason instead of trying to get it done now. Yeah, it is. But then, uh, uh, yeah, it is. It's easier way to do it from a 76er standpoint. I agree 100%. Yeah. And then at that point, Keith, right? Like if you wait for the offseason, then all of a sudden, like you're not giving Brooklyn what they want and what they need. And, 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 th- and that's kind of like the biggest thing. Like, I know you have to give up talent to get talent. Right. But, and I've said this before, and I know you agree with me, but I mean, man, S- Simmons, Irving and Durant is a big three. That would be a big issue, a big pain in the butt for a long freaking time. So when I look at that, I just, I, I wouldn't do that deal if I'm Philadelphia, knowing that Harden wants to come to the, come to your team right so yeah. you, you again you might as well wait and i feel like that's that's not just the best situation um for simmons even it's it's a it's the best situation for the sixers because you're not helping out an individual an individual rival and you're not giving up matisse or any of your young talent that's uh that to me would be the best way to go and that's what my gut tells me too as i said before i, I don't i don't see how a deal gets on over the next couple of hours yeah, I, I mean, I agree. Um, it's just a lot that you're giving up, a lot right now. I mean, they're in the process of calling each other bluff, you know. Yeah, we'll yeah, yeah. And, and you know, like it's all about posturing and publicly going through the media. You know, you know, it, it is what it is, and we'll just kind of see what happens. But yeah, gut tells me this gets done in the off season rather than right now at the deadline, which that means you're punting the season. Which you know, we'll we'll get into that in this next segment, but. You know, it is what it is, especially if you can set yourself up um, to, to have a longer run of success in the future. But we're going to discuss how far the Sixers team can go if a deal doesn't get made over the next couple of hours. 
coming up in the next segment but first we're going to hear from rock auto this episode is brought to you by rock auto with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry you have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket save time and money when using rock auto why choose to spend 30 percent 50 percent even 100 percent more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership. Honda Odyssey fuel pump is $353 from a chain store, but $216 from Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselves for over 20 years, and Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they knew we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, Keith, so let's play hypotheticals here, man, right? This team is presently 32 and 22. They, I, I believe, are two and a half games back in the Eastern Conference at the time of, of us recording um, this podcast of the Miami Heat. So at 32 and 22, they're right there. Um, if they don't make a move, where do you think this team can end up? How far do you think they can go? You know, just give me your kind of feel of what of what do you think they can do? I mean, I think depending on a matchup is a first or second round exit. You know what I mean? I mean, and they would have to get a favorable matchup to get to the second round, in my opinion. I mean, I just feel like Joel is, is a great player, um, but he doesn't have anybody consistently consistently around him. And, you know, Harden is a great player, and you have Joel, but you would have to dump a lot of salaries. You know what I mean? But I don't know. I I just don't see it happening. I could be wrong, but I don't see it happening until January. I mean, you know, or, or the offseason. What do you? What about you? What do you think? When it comes to this team, um, I agree <laughs> completely because I'm looking at it, and, you know, depending on a first round matchup, they could lose round one. I've said this a couple of times, not just on our podcast. I've, I've said this on, you know, in articles and radio updates and everything else in between. But like, depending on the matchup, man, they really could. Like, at this present time, at the time of us recording this, they would play the Cleveland Cavaliers round one. Now, I feel like they would beat the Cavs round one, right? But I feel like it would go six games, maybe even seven games, just because the Cavs have a lot of length with Mobley and, you know, Love and Allen. They're all versatile guys. I feel like Allen probably should have been an all-star this year. He's another guy I felt he got snubbed. Um, you know, Kevin Love looks like he's having a resurgence off the bench. Evan Mobley looks like he's a very, he's a very yeah. impressive rookie. And the Cavs always play the Sixers tough. So if that's a first-round matchup, Sixers probably win, but it won't be as easy as people think it will be. Oh, without doubt. And I don't even know if they will win. And that's not a knock against the Sixers, but – this team's strength is like the guard play, you know what I mean? And, yep. you know, the Sixers tend to struggle against guards, you know? I mean, Matisse can't cover them all, but they tend to struggle against guards. So I would have to – I don't know, man. The Sixers need to get up to third and stay there, you know what I mean? That's what they need to do. Yeah, I mean, agreed. Because, like, another one is – like a, a big deal that like a big a big something that could provide an issue is yeah, I know you mentioned their guards, but Cleveland and their size and their length, the Sixers are a small team. 
what is what is one thing, Keith, that this team continues to struggle with? And that's rebounding, um, getting out, you know, getting back in transition. The Cavs are a, a good team in transition. They just added Karis Levert. And Levert is a guy who is, you know, has really good success against the Sixers. That would be a tough matchup. Um, okay, so that's one team. I, I don't I wouldn't give him a shot, Keith, against Milwaukee or um and I'm I wouldn't give him a shot against Brooklyn either, uh, depending on if on then this again, we're playing hypotheticals with Harden and Durant out there playing. I don't think they would beat Brooklyn either. Nah, I mean they need to they need to make some tweaks because if not, it just seems like you're um punting on Joel and B season. But I don't know. I just don't I think they would get a little bit better, but I think if you made all those assets, you're making Brooklyn be uh, going back to being an NBA finalist, uh, you know, candidate. Um, I, I don't like that the, the number. I mean, the the salaries coming in that came in, or or the players that are going to come in. I just don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't like it. I mean, I just don't. James Harden is great, but you're losing so much. Like, what are you going to bring in? Like, maybe a Patty Mills to try to spruce it up. But both of those guys are like older now. You know what I mean? I, I just, I, I don't like it. I don't like it. I mean, to me, those are one of those moves that can get a general manager fired if it doesn't work out. Right. Exactly. So, uh, you know, again, like we're playing hypotheticals here that the, the, the trade doesn't happen over the next couple of hours. Um, what about Miami? Do you think they could beat Miami? Like if they were to be matched up? I don't think they could beat any of those teams, dude. I mean, I hate to be real, but in a seven game series, like if my uh, I don't think they could beat any of the teams ahead of. I mean, maybe who knows? They beat the they beat uh, uh, Chicago twice, but I can't see them beating those teams. I'm sorry, I know that sounds ill. It sounds ill. No, no, no. Because I just want to be realistic. I just don't see it. No, I mean, you're being realistic. We we got we had Joel and B needing to score forty something against to, to beat the Sacramento Kings. You know what I mean? No, for like, sure. I don't. I don't. I don't see them beating any of those teams. What about you though? Um, I don't, I don't think they beat Brooklyn. I don't think they would beat Miami. I don't think they would beat Milwaukee. Um, Chicago's 50, 50, just because they beat the bulls three times, but I don't think the bulls have an answer for Joel Embiid at all. Um, because you know, it's whatever, but as you mentioned, Chicago has good guard play, Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, Lonzo Ball. And you can't have Matisse guard all three. And I know balls hurt, but ball is expected to come back. I think I said at the end of March. So, you, you know, all of a sudden the bulls are going to be fully healthy. That could be a, a better, a bigger matchup. Cleveland, like I said, I think they could beat Cleveland, but it could go six or seven games depending on, um, you know, how the Cavaliers defend Joel just because of their length. Uh, what about Toronto? If they were to match up with Toronto, do you think they could beat them? I don't know right now. That's tough. I mean, because they they beat them the last time they struggled, and Toronto have all their players back. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, and here's the thing: we don't even know what these other teams with their rosters going to look like either. Yeah, that that's a very that's a very good point too. I'm just I'm looking at these the East standings. I'm just kind of going down like each team that they could potentially match up with. And you know, the Eastern Conference has kind of been tight this year. One win moves you up from like five to, to one. One loss drops you from like two to seven. You know, like there's a the East has just kind of been so bunched up right now. Even the Boston Celtics, the Celtics are now 31 and 25. They're on a six game win streak. They've won eight of 10. Um, 
You know, like that's another team, Keith. Like, let's just say, and, and you know, the Sixers have beaten Boston two of the three times they've matched up this year. The Celtics actually come here to Philadelphia for their final matchup on the 15th this upcoming Tuesday. Um, I, I feel like even Boston, now that they're on a roll, you know, heading into it, they're finally figuring it out. Tatum and Brown, again, how are you going to guard both those guys? Again, it's tough. It's tough. This, this team will definitely need some help. Yeah, it's just it's a lot of holes, a lot of holes. So, yeah, they, they'll need some help. I mean, but you know what? I'm just excited to see what happens today. And I can't wait till like 310 happens. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll be honest with you, Keith. I mean, I'm already tired. And I, 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 I can't even... I don't even know what it's like about your, your schedule right right now, man. You know, this is this is why you, this is why you, you get paid the big bucks, man. It's why you get paid the big bucks. That's I, exactly wish, it. I wish. I wish. <laughs> I wouldn't All be right. driving a hoop. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm just saying, man. You know, you're the great. You you listen as you you already know. You're great at your job. You know, you do a great job. Man, look, dude, I don't have fifty dollars for you. Stop gassing me up. <laughs> I had to repay you for gassing me up on the um, podcast the I'm other day. I'm real. I'm real. I'm, I'm real. I'm being real. That's how it always works. Listen, thank you, everybody, for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling, is free and available wherever you get your podcasts. For Keith Pompey of the Philadelphia Inquirer, I'm Kai Carlin of Sixers Wire. Enjoy the trade deadline, everybody. We're out. We'll see you guys next time. Deuces.